Okay, so we're learning that Chav Zayin, and um, let's just give, throw us back into what we're learning, this Machlokas Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Uh, we're learning about a concept of Yisuri Hanah being Gorim something else, meaning I have an object that's forbidden by the Hanah. Let's say I have some fuel, uh, some wood that comes from, or stalks, whatever it is, that's from a forbidden product, and I'm using it to bake bread. So when I do that, we have a machlokas between Rebbe and the Rabbanon about whether or not you can eat the bread. Rebbe says you can't eat the bread. The term the Gemara uses is yeshvach eitzim bapas. We literally look at it like it's just the profit, the, 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 the effects of the Yisuri Hanah are now injected into the bread. So therefore the bread also takes on the Yisuri Hanah status. The Rabbanon say it's mutter. The reason the Rabbanon say it's mutter is because they say that's not the way the heat works. It's actually, the, when, when it's gone, when the fuel is burned up, then that's how the bread gets baked. So I don't look at the bread as a product of that fuel. So therefore, the Rabbanon say that the bread is motor bahnat. That's a dispute you have when you bake bread with, uh, with Yisri Hanah. Everybody would agree, the, the Bryce has said that if it's already in a state of coals, it's already like burned down and you're just, then you put in the bread, even Rebbe would agree it's motor because at that point, it's no longer viewed as an object of Yisri Hanah. Okay, that, until there, that was a very simple, clear uh, machlokas. The hard case is that we had a line in the Brisa which said that if the first time I fired, I fired up the oven, the fuel was Yisri Hanah, so we look at the oven as first being completed and finished by the Yisri Hanah because that's what happens. The earthenware like hardens the first time that you fire it up. So then the Brisa stated, it didn't say who was talking, the Brisa said that you have to get rid of the oven, destroy the oven, you can never be able to use it again. And that line in the, in the Brisa puzzles us. We don't understand why that's true. And the reason why we don't understand why that's true is because how do you use an oven in the future? The way that you're gonna use it is by putting more, more fuel on the bottom, and then you'll put a product and you'll, make, you'll bake some bread. So basically, an oven is only a secondary cause together with the fuel to ever bake bread. So as long as you'll put permissible fuel in in the future, who would care about the fact that the oven is a product of Yisri Hanah? Because it will have, why, why can't we use the principle called Zev Zegorim Mutter? Zev Zegorim Mutter means if I have bread, which is produced by an oven that is an object of Yisri Hanah. But as long as the fuel, the more dominant component, we'll say, and definitely not the secondary component, let's put it this way, that way, it's at least equal, is a mutter thing. So Zev is a Garim Mutter, they're mixing together, the different Garmin mix, and the Isser one is like nullified within the Heter one. So the Gemara was very puzzled by that line that said if the, if the oven was fueled for the first time, if you Surya Hanah, you have to break it, and there's no point of ever keeping it around. So what we need to do today is we're looking for someone who holds Zevez at Gurim is also. So let's pick up now. We're at Elo Lokasha, about seven lines up on the bottom of Chafav and Bez. We're looking for Tanam who holds Zevez at Gurim also. Elo Lokasha, Harabi Lazar, Harabana. Rabbi Eliezer is our mystery town holds Zevez at Gurim is also. Hey, Rabbi Eliezer, which Rabbi Lazar? You mean Rabbi Lazar de Sa'ar? Maybe it's Rabbi Lazar from the case of the Truma, from the leavening in the case of the Truma. It says in a Mishnah, Sa'ar shochulun v'shal Truma shenaflo socha yisa. You have a little bit of leaven. You have a leavening, like a little bit of the, the yeast, I should say. It was a good word. You put in yeast. Some of it is chulun and some of it is Truma. And they both fall into dough. The, in, the, the dough is regular chulin. A little bit of the yeast that's falling in, somewhat of the yeast is truma. Of the two parts yeast that fall in, one part is truma, one part is chulin. Neither could do the job by themselves. A yeast, is a very important rule in Hilchot's Bittel, a yeast, is, a leavening agent is never bottle. Even if it's a very small minority, uh, uh, something that causes the bread to become chumat, to become leaven, can never be bottle. Why? Because its impact is too significant to nullify. How can I say, oh, the leaven, it's as if it's not here. What do you mean? You have bread instead of having flat dough. So clearly the leavening agent, leavening agent is effective. So here, you have a very interesting case. 
half of the half of the yeast was truma, half of the yeast was chulin. Neither one of them would have been able to perform the job by themselves. Vinit starfu, they combined together in their effect. Vichimso, and the and the dough was now uh, leavened. So is it Baal or is it not? So Rabbi Eliezer, Omar, Acher, Acher, and Ani Baal. You go after whichever one was put last. Whichever half, right? You have two halves of the yeast. One is Truma, whichever one is Kulin. Whichever one was put second, that's the one you look at as the one that made it become a Chumatz, and then that's its status. If the second one was Truma, it's a problem. If the second one was Kulin, it's not a problem. We'll clarify Rabbi Eliezer in a minute. Whether the truma fell initially, the, the truma fell at the end, it doesn't matter. It is never a problem. Unless there is enough in the truma entity to do the job by itself. But as long as the truma yeast cannot do the job by itself and it needs the assistance of the chulin yeast as well, then you're always going to have a hatter. Now, let's just clarify the sheet of the Rabbanon. Why is that? The answer is very simple. You have two causes here. You want to know what made this dough leaven. So what you have to explain. The answer is this and that. The, the yeast of the dough, of the, the yeast of the truma, and the yeast of the chulin. It was a togetherness. There was, a, there was an assistance from both. So if you say that's the opinion of the Rabbanon, so you don't have an issue. There's no issue at all. Now Rabbi Eliezer is saying a different idea. Rabbi Eliezer is saying it depends which one came last. Now that in and of itself doesn't say he holds Zebazar Gaim Basar. It sounds like he's saying a new idea that whatever one was second did the job. So the Gemara completes its question. But when Abayi learned this, he said, come on, it can't matter really which one came second because whether it came first or second, ultimately it's a product of both. So Abayi explained like this. This that it's okay if the Hulan one came second is where you put in the Truma one. It did its half, the half, the half yeast of Truma was put in. It had some limited effects of leavening, then you removed it. And then you put in the chulin one. Then we could say alumnus that we look at the, 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 the state of chimots as only being the effect of, of the chulin. Because since the truma was literally not there at the time when it became leavened, the half, of, the half yeast of chulin was removed. So we say that the chulin one that was put in is the one that was the mechamets. And we could ignore, we can nullify the effect of the truma. Let's say you just left them both there. You put the truma one in, it did a minimal effect. You put the chulin one in and it, and it finished the job, but they're both still remaining there, then Osir. It is Osir. So it has nothing to really, it's not the vart isn't first and second. The vart is that if the chulin one was there when the truma one was already gone, that's where you could have a hatter. But if both of them are there together, then the truth is Rabbi Lazar is going to Osir it. So what's the shot? They still only did it together, right? Well, how is it we're coming out in a bias explanation that if they're both present together at the time that it becomes fully mechumetz, then Rebbe Lazar is asking, but why? You should have the combined causes and we should say that it wasn't done by the truma. Alma zevzegarim aser. It must be. That's the machlokas. Rebbe Lazar zevzegarim aser. So we've reached our mystery town and we have a name and we could say the same thing with the oven. If the fuel was fueled with Yisuri Hana, now the oven should be broken. They can't use it. I am going to use it together with permitted fuel in the future, which should only be an issue of zevzegarim. The Territ says, we hold like Rebbe Lazar zevzegarim is aser. Says the Gemara, that's not proof. Because you're relying on Abai. Who said Abai is right? And we might the time of Rebbe Lazar Kabai. Who said Abai is right? That the case of Rebbe Lazar is that you took out the truma before you put in the chulin. 
Maybe the Dilma Tamid Rabbi Lazar Mishim Achron Aniba. It just has to matter with which one was put in second. Lo Shnal Kadam Vesalak Eser, Lo Shnal Lokadam Vesalak Eser. Even if I didn't take out the Chulin, whichever one I put in second, just that's the one that did the leavening effect. Abu Vavas Achas. Let's say I put them in at the same exact moment. Achron Amid Shari would be Mutter. So what's the Gemara saying now? The Gemara is saying really Nevezav Zagarim is Mutter. If let's say I drop both leavening agents in in the same moment, then it's all fine. Zavazagarim is Mutter. Rabbi Lazar also subscribes to that principle. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer is just saying one point. If I put the hulin in first, and then I put the truma in, I always look at the second one that was put in as making the real job. It's an interesting idea. It's very hard to understand scientifically, a little bit. Because neither one can do it without the other one. So whichever one is the second one to come in, it did it. Right? Again, we're trying to say now, defend, if I put them both in at the same time, it's mutter, because Rabbi Lazar also is Zavazagarim is mutter. The Vard is, whichever one was came into the pile second, we view it was the Mechamets, and the other one was irrelevant. It's like an assistance that just set up. It was like preliminary. If they both went in at the same time, so they both did it. Zavazagarim is mutter. But if, this, if they came in successively, one after the other, so then I say like this, the first one did the preliminary work, it set up, it enabled that the second one could be Mechamets. It's not Zavazagarim mutter. Very, very subtle lump this year. Zevazagar Mutter means when they're together in their job. But if the first one did its minimal effect first, and then I stick in the second one, so what was the Mechamets? Both of them together? No. The second one was the Mechamets, and the first one did nothing. So Mamela, Rabbi Lezer is going to say, that's the, that's the reason he asked us. knew you said. But if they were put in together in a Chanami, Zevazagar Mutter. So we don't have yet a clear, clear proof that Rabbi Lezer really holds Zevazagar Mutter. So the Gemara attempts now a different idea. Ella Rebbe Lezer, the Atzei Asherah. It's going to be Rebbe Lezer from a Mishnah and Avodah Zarah about the wood from an Asherah tree. Did not. Not till Amena ate some. Somebody takes off wood from an Avodah Zarah tree, which is Asur Bahana, Asur and Bahana. Even though you took the, the wood off the tree, the wood still remains forbidden. That's the halacha. The wood that is, that is uh, like plucked off the tree is a state of Yisriyahana. If I use that wood from that Shaira tree to fuel up of, uh, an oven, if it is a new oven, it must be destroyed. That's exactly the same law that we learned just here. We're talking about Avodazar. Yashan, if it is cold, don't put bread in. You, might, you have to make sure that you cool down the oven before you, before you put in bread and you have to obviously put in new fuel. Let's say you didn't do that and instead you bake the bread. The bread is also What happened if that bread then subsequently got mixed up with other bread? And even if that bread got mixed up with other breads, meaning you could have like two sfekos, no matter what, kulon asurim bahana, the Zara has the power that it asurs a taruvis if you have a suffix, which one is the asur bread? And even however far that the suffix keeps on going, it always remains asur. That's the power of an Israel of the Zara. It's like never bottled. It's a very, very chamer dika thing. Rabbi Lezer Omer, Then fine. So all of that that was stated in the Mishnah is great information, but without a name. Then we get at the end of the Brisa, Rabbi Eliezer says one point that he disagrees with. You're not stuck over here. Avodazar is Asr Bahana. You know what you can do? You can redeem the Isser. It's a fascinating concept. You take money out of your pocket, the value of the wood that was Asr Bahana, you throw it in the sea, and that automatically permits the bread, whichever, we don't know which one it is, that's the problem. But whichever one it is, is permitted now because I spent money and lost it and spent, threw it into the sea, that it should be in place of the Siri Hana. Now that's a Peladik Moshek, which the Rabbanon say right back, you can't redeem Yisurim. There's no such concept like that. You can't redeem something, you can't take something out of a forbidden state by you're just wasting money, but you're not making it in place of the Isra Hana, of the bread, by taking money and putting it in the Yama Melech. 
Now, the Rishonim already tell us, Rabbi Lezer agrees, other Yisrael, I know you can't do this. This idea of Pidyon is specific to Avodah Zarah. Because the nature of Avodah Zarah, Lo Yidbak B'yadcham Ha'uma, is specific to money. There's a lot of nuances like that in Mesechus Avodah Zarah. Lo Yidbak Ha'uma is, there shouldn't be a monetary gain from Avodah Zarah. It's a little bit different than a regular Yisrael Hanah. So as long as you spent the amount of money, you lose it, you throw it into the sea, the amount of the Yisrael Hanah, Rabbi Lezer's view is that it permits, whichever, wherever the bread is, that's also Hanah, it now becomes Mot. Why not just not eat one of the loaves? Good question. It's a good question what you're asking. It sounds like there's a formality of a pidyon, which is about this, which is like a matter. Because that, you don't know which, which one the loaf is. It might be the asr one. You don't know. That's the, it's the din. It asr is the whole tarubis. Here the vart is, I'm doing it this like, idea. It's a, it's a matter on the isr by taking money and it's in place wherever the bread is. It's in place of that, of that thing. And now I've permitted it. At any rate, so Rabbi Lazar is in that Mishnah disputing whether you can do pidyon lava dazar. So now, what do I see? Presumably, he agreed with everything else that the Mishnah had said. If you have a long Mishnah that's dumb, we don't know who it is. And then Rabbi Lazar points out one point of argument. His one point of contention is that he holds you can permit the bread with pidyon. He must have agreed to every other point that the Mishnah made. So one of the points that the Mishnah made was that if it was fueled up, a new oven was fueled up with wood of, a, of an Asherah tree, you have, to burn the, you have to destroy the oven. Clearly, Rabbi Lazar holds exactly like what we're saying. Zev is Aser. And therefore, you're never going to get any use of that oven because even if you'll fuel it up with permitted fuel in the future, it's still the bread can't be baked because of Zavazagarim Aser. Frank the Gemara, it's still not a good comparison. You only see that by Avodazar. We just quoted a Mishnah on Avodazar was talking about Asherah wood. That's very severe. Chomer. Remember our Brisa that we were talking about yesterday was talking about Arla. It was talking about Kilia Karem. So that's in, even though it's Avodazar, it's less severe than Avodazar. Avodazar is like a very, very high degree of severity. So therefore, we don't ever prove Rabbi Lazar said also by Avodazara that you have to break the oven there, that he would say the same thing by Arla. So we're still looking for a real proof that Rabbi Lazar was Evazakarim Asr, Bechol HaTorah Kula. So the Gemara just responds like this, Elohim Kain Amman Tarmeh. If you're going to make that distinction, then who is the author? Which basically means, you're right, you could make the distinction, but we prefer not making that because we know Rabbi Lazar is on record as holding Evazakarim Asr, Bechol We don't know of another name on record that says Evazakarim Asr, Bechol HaTorah Kula. So we should just make that leap of assumption and assume Rabbi Lazar does not distinguish. What about your Abanam? Right. That's an amazing point here. Why do we care so much about a name? We have a stuff, we have a mission, we have a bride We're getting like all bent out of shape. Like, who is it? Who it is? Whoever it is. Whoever is talking. It seems like in the Gemara, and this is what the Rishonis we got, that Zebazagarim Asr is such a novel an idea that we're, 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 we don't like that we can't give a name to it. We want to like almost like authenticate it by giving a name where it was presented. It's a difficult time because like, at the end of the day, it said, it said, who cares? Sometimes you have a Stam Tana. We want to identify it and like label it as somebody's opinion. And that's this whole Sugiya is trying to do that. Because or else, exactly, like what, what, there's no difficulty here. There's no kasha here. The information is there. It's makhluk, because everything's fine. We want to we label it. We want to pin it on somebody's name. Says the Gemara, but another kasha, another point that we could assume it's Rabbi Lazar. Tanya Bahadur says explicitly in a brisa of the Chain Haya Rabbi Lazar Iser closer in Shabbat So there you go, gets black and white in a brisa. And so Rabbi Lazar said by every Iser in the Torah. Fine. So we come out that it could be that the beginning of the brisa that we learned that you break the new oven is Rabbi Eliezer. But Rabbi, oh, what did Rabbi say again? That if you bake bread with Isar fuel, that the bread is Aser. We don't necessarily know that Rabbi would agree to Rabbi Eliezer's idea of Zayzagarim Aser. Remember that distinction is still very strong. Right, Rebbe, you said so the bread that is baked is Aser. We don't know that he would say a new oven should be broken. 
That is, we know Rabbi Lazar would say that. We don't necessarily know that Rebbe subscribes to Rebbe Lazar's opinion. So the Gemara says, Amar Bai, Im Tim Salem, If you would like to say that if Rebbe is at the end of the Brisa offering the bread, he agrees with the opening line of the Brisa that the, that the oven should be broken if it's a new one, then it comes out, Rebbe would hold like Rebbe Lazar, which isn't the craziest thing. Rebbe would hold like Rebbe Lazar, Zavzagarim is awesome. Im Tim Salem, Mutter. Or you could say, really, Rebbe holds. Zev Zagarim is mutter, and a new oven wouldn't have to be broken. And the only reason when you bake bread with the, with the forbidden fuel that it's also is because Yeshvach eats in Bapas, because again, that's a simpler idea that you just say that the Usr fuel directly is imparted uh, into the bread and does not need the Yisait of Zev Zagarim Asr. So now, if it would be like that, the meaning like what? That you hold Zev Zagarim as mutter, just Yeshvach eats in Bapas, then we can come out with the following distinctions. Let's say you fire up cups, plates, all sorts of utensils in a, with forbidden fuel. Those things are going to be Asr, because the same way you say Yeshvach eats in Bapas, so if let's say you have, you have an earthenware cup, you're making a mug, and you put the mug, you, you make the mug, it hardens with, with forbidden fuel, you're gonna have to break it. Why? Because you're never, it's not like an oven. What's the distinction between, a, between the bread and the, between a cup and an oven? Let's think about it, it's not so easy here. An oven, it's, it, you can't say yeshvach etzim betano. You instead say it's evzagarm. Why? Because how do you use an oven in the future? You're going to have to go get other fuel, permitted fuel, and just the, the toner, the thing that's keeping the fuel trapped, is awesome. So there, that's called Zevazagar Mutter. So that's not an issue. But if I have a mug, how am I going to use the mug in the future? I'm just going to pour coffee in it, right? I'm just going to pour my coffee in the mug. So I'm go- it, the mug is going to be used by itself. So a mug that was made with fuel that's usher, you can't claim Zev Zagarim Mutter. There's no other Garim. If I have a mug which was made by usher fuel, that mug will be usher. The same way you usher bread because Yeshvach ate in Bapas, you would usher a mug because the mug will be a sole user. I'm going to use it in and of itself by using it directly. So when is Rebbe going to say them, uh, only some, something's Mutter? An oven would be Mutter. Because an oven, the way I would use it in the future is only together with other permitted fuel. So it's only going to be a garim. Zev Zagarim might be mentor according to Rabbi. But a cop would be Asr. Kipligi, they would argue, Betaner or Kedera. The Gemara gives another example also, but they would argue, besides for an oven, a pot. Because how are you going to use a pot? You're going to use a pot, not in and of itself, you're going to use a pot to cook. How do you cook? By having more fuel. So if there will be the pot together, that's a Bodhisattva product. Together with permitted fuel, that wouldn't be a problem if you hold Zavzagarimotar. So Rebbe and Rebbe Lezer would disagree about the status of a toner that's first fueled up with Yisuriah Hana and the status of a pot that is first fueled up with Yisuriah Hana. They would not disagree about bread and cups. Yeah. So Zavzagarim doesn't have to be a direct mixture. That's what's kind of coming out of all this because they're really separate things, right? Like one, in, the case yeah. of, in the case of the oven, the fuel, the fuel and an oven discrete from mm-hmm. the oven mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yes, and it's an interesting concept because they're not directly mixing. <laughs> the right. whole idea of Zevzagarim is that it's like a bittle of the effect, and they're, they're not, they're not, there's like the oven and there's the fuel. It's interesting, very, very interesting idea. Okay, says the Gemara, and the Gemara just speaks it out. He believed the Tanakh there with Mandam Zagarim Asr Asr. Mandam Zagarim Mutter with Shari B. Mutter. Says the Gemara, Ikadamri in a second version, I feel Mandam Zagarim Mutter. Even if you hold Zagarim is Mutter, Kedera Asura. Only an, an oven could be used, but a pot cannot. Because before you put it on the fuel, you put the food in the pot. What's the idea that the Gemara is saying? How do you use a pot? 
First, you put the food in the pot, so it's functioning in and of itself without another gorim. Then I put the pot over the fire. So that first step, it's not going to have a gorim. Buy an oven. I only put the bread in after the fuel is already present. So as long as the fuel will be mutter, even if the oven will be also, it will always be zagorim mutter. Mashing in a pot, the Gemara is saying a very novel swar. Since you put the food in before you put it on the fire, so then may let's consider like I'm using the pot in and of itself before I, use, before I get the other gorim of hetter. So then even Rebbe would agree that that is for Okay, continues the Gemara. If let's say I have this Tanner, which was fired up for the first time, if it's a new one, it must be destroyed. If it's, a, if it's an old one, I just have to cool it down and put a new fuel. If, in, if I didn't let it cool down and I put bread in it, look at this Brisa. Quoted from Shmuel, saying just the opposite opinion. Rebbe says the bread is mutter. And the chachamim say the bread, the bread is aser. So the Gemara obviously jumps in that. Our Brice has stated the opposite. Rebbe said the bread is aser. The Rabbanon say the bread is permitted. Says the Gemara, Shmuel, Ibchatani. One answer, Shmuel had the opposite girsa. Kach. Sometimes that happens. Shmuel had a, a tradition that the girsa was supposed to be reversed. Says the What happens if Rebbe has a dispute with most of his colleagues? So we always poskin like Rebbe over another colleague, but the rule is not over plural colleagues. Usually, Yulalach is like the Rabbanon over Rebbe. So generally, that's the din. Uvaha, but in this specific case, this issue of Shach Eitzim Bapas, Afilu Mechavera. Shmuel had a, a tradition that we poskin like Rebbe despite the fact that there's a Chacham and we disagree. But he knew no one's going to believe him. Shmuel knew that if he just says Allah is like Rebbe, he's going to be like, what are you talking about? They're all disagree. So Shmuel had a trick up his sleeve. I'll teach the Gersa backwards. That is the Rabbanon who Aser. So that everybody will just pass him like the Rabbanon who will be Aser. So it's a fascinating thing. Shmuel lies about the correct, true, about the correct Gersa. The real Gersa is Rebbe Aser and the Chamamata. Shmuel knows if he teaches like that, nobody's going to believe him that the Allah is like Rebbe. Because what do you mean? Rabbanon disagreed. So he taught the gears of the opposite, that the Rabbanon Asr and Rebbe's matzah, so that everybody would accept that the Allah is that it's Asr. Shmuel just wanted that everyone should know the Allah is Asr. It's a fascinating thing. What? Yes, very knowledgeable. Yes. Says the Gemara Vaitir, So even though we had a machlokas, Rebbe and the Rabbanon, about the status of the bread, that's all if it was if it was like burning strong, but if it was already at the state of coals when I put the bread in, even Rebbe agrees it's mutter. Why? Because once it burns down to coals, now the Yisura and all becomes mutter. One said it's false. We're only talking about dimmed coals. You can have coals in different states. You can have like dark coals. Obviously, they're hot and they can definitely cook, but they're, they're, they're already dimmed. That's where we say once they're coals in a state of dimmed coals, they become mutter. If they're still... Well, what's a good word? Like they're they're like they're like red. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you see it, like in a, when they're still when they're still what? Yeah, I think that's a good word. Yeah, they're like you know what I'm talking about when you see the fire in the coal. That's what the point of the Gemara here is. Then Asurin, because that's not considered burned down. With this idea that once it's burned down, even though there's still existence to it, it's already become hutar. It's only when they're dimmed. But when they're still flickering, then we say that the Zeri is still existent, and Rebbe would Asur the bread bit. Chadamar once had a different opinion. No, even if they are flickering, it's still mutter. Once it's reached the state of a coal, it is permitted. So the Gemara now analyzes. I get it. The opinion is saying it's flickering. We say because it's still flickering, you still see the Yisraeli the, here. 
According to the opinion that even when they're flickering, it's mutter, it's already considered burned down. So pasta also, what's the case where the bread is ever also? If you're saying even flickering coals, it's already considered burned down and the bread would be mutter. So what is not like that? What's a higher degree than flickering coals? Coals. The Gemara explains very simple. When there's like literally a torch of fire, you know, like the first few minutes when you fuel it up and you, and you ignite it, it's not even going to be in coals. It's not even going to be flickering coals. It's going to be stronger than that. It's going to be like this, like a jumping flames. When it's jumping flames, there Rebbe says, but once it becomes coals, even if they're flickering coals, we say that it's already considered burned down and it becomes mud. Says the Gemara, remember the Rabbanon say, it's coming out that the whole machlokas is when it's in a torch. That means even when, even when it's avuka connected, when it's in a state of flames, Rabbanon are still saying that the bread is mutter. So, is there any, ever any case that the Rabbanon hold you can't benefit from wood of a rasheir tree? Meaning, how do you use wood? You use wood as fuel. So as soon as you start burning it, the Rabbanon hold it becomes mutter, right? The Rabbanon don't have any problem even with a flame when it's in a state of flames to put in bread. So how is it ever also, the Gemara wants to know on a practical level, is it ever also to have, to have an Isra Hana from wood of an Asherah tree? So the Gemara says there is a case. Rashi says some sort of like chair, like a wooden chair, a wooden bench. So there, you're not burning the wood. So if I take wood off of a tree, of an Asherah tree, and I make a bench, that bench is also bad enough, very clear. But in a Hanami, the first second that you go to use it as fuel, even if it's still in a state of leaping flames, the law will be, according to the Rabbanon, there's no Isser to put in bread, and according to Rebbe, it will be Aser, and the Machlokas Rebbe, and, and we're the only case where Rebbe will agree is when it starts to turn into coals. Okay, continues the Gemara. Here, the type of isura I know they're using to fuel up your oven is wood of hektish. Hektish is also also about now. You can't benefit. It's called meila. You're not supposed to do that. So here, you're baking bread with wood with the fuel that was hektish. According to the rabbanon that were matter. Remember, the rabbanon held It's not a problem. We don't view that the that the effect of the fuel is in the bread. No, it's the opposite. It's burned up and therefore become mutter, and that's why the bread is fine. So if, what would they say about hektish wood? Is there any reason to distinguish between the Isra Hana of hektish and the Isra Hana of Arlar of Odazar? So the Gemara says, Yes, there is a distinction, and the Rabbanon agree that if the wood is hektish, then the bread is in fact Asr. Why is hektish any different? Why is there any difference just because it's hektish? Hektish is still it's a regular Isra Hana, the Gemara is assuming. So if the Rabbanon were matar by Arlar, they should be matar if it's hektish. What's the comparison? Arla betela b'masayim. You see, Arla is more lenient. Arla has a concept of bittel. Arla could be bottle if there's two hundred times the amount of is, of, of hetter than iser. It's mutter. Hektish afilu be'elav la bottle. Hektish has a concept that it's not bottle even one in a thousand. That means if I have one article that's hektish, as an iser or not because it belongs to the treasury, and it's mixed up even with one thousand things of hetter, and I don't know where it is. Then it's not mutter. So you see that the Rashi learns the Gemara. You see there's added severity in the Isra Hana of Hektish. So maybe we could say that another element of, uh, of severity is that if that if I if I bake bread with the wood of Hektish, here the Rabbanim would agree that the bread is awesome. It's very hard about the Gemara that the Gemara is not giving much of a touch to it. Why is it normally mutter in the Rabbanon when it burns down? It's mutter because we don't view that the Isuri injects itself in the bread. We don't view bread as the product of the fuel. We view it as a product of the heat that came from the fuel. So who cares that hektish is more severe? If that's the way you look at it, it's very hard to understand the Gemara. Fine, so, so, so hektish is more severe. But so what? But 
How is the, the Isra Hana in the wood injecting itself? It would be but good. The concept of the shock is based on whether or not the, 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 it's being bottled. Right. Very good. It would sound like that in the Gemara. That the only reason why the Rabbanon said ain't shvach eitzim v'pas is because they view that the Avodazar is, that, that the Isra Hana is getting nullified. It's an interesting word to use. It wouldn't be the, the, the simplest choice of word. I wouldn't have thought it's employment of, of a concept of bitl. It does sound like that from the Gemara, and then it would be beautiful. And then if Hector doesn't have bitl, then it can't be bottled. But it needs more definition to it. Why it's working through uh, working through bitl. How do we explain the opinion though that if the coals are hot, that's not hana? That is hana. No, there once the isra once once the isra hana reached the state of a coal, it's already considered burned down and it's no longer also by hana. Meaning there's two different angles here. Uh, One is that the isra hana status is removed right. when it's because of the coal. Here we're talking about when it's still leaping flame, so it's definitely there. The isra hana is there, but we want to know. Is the Isra Hana going in the bread? Rabbi says yes, the Rabbanan say no, but the Gemara is saying that the Rabbanan would agree by Atzei Hakdesh. So the Gemara says, so that's not even a good question. We have a different question. What's our question? There's Me'ila taking place. When somebody takes the wood, we're assuming it's wood from the, the treasury. So if you take wood from the treasury of the Mikdash and you burn it, what's the law? You do Me'ila. Me'ila, one of the powers of Me'ila, you know, you're Chayv and Ashram, you have to pay an extra fifth. One of the dinim is, one of the interesting ideas with Me'ila is that as soon as the act of Me'ila is done, what happens? The item of Hekdesh is deconsecrated and it goes Yatzalachulin. So a very interesting thing. The Gemara is assuming when you put it in the fire, that's an act of Me'ila. I'm sorry, when you ignite the wood, that's what I know, when you put it in the fire. When you ignite the wood, when you use it as fuel, that's an act of Me'ila, so the wood should be Yatzalachulin. Comes out that as soon as you lit it on fire, it becomes mutter. So the bread should vie to be mutter. That's what's bothering us. Our question is a technical, very technical question. As soon as you go to light the fire, so to light the wood, the wood becomes mutter because the act of me'ila was already done. As soon as you ignite it, the, the act of me'ila is chal. So the wood becomes mutter. It becomes mutter, and then I stick in bread, so it shouldn't be a problem. So the Gemara says, We're not talking about wood from the treasury. We're talking about wood that was, its value was dedicated to go buy a carbon shlomim. Now a carbon is different than the treasury because a carbon shlomim, shlomim is kachim kalim. Kachim kalim, you eat the meat. Since you eat the meat, you're still considered the owner. Yes, it's designated for God, but God's only going to get the imurim. I'm going to go eat the meat. Kachim kalim, what's the lalacha? There's no me'ila. So the wood which was designated its value to go buy a carbon shlomim, also there's no state of me'ila. If you benefit from it, it's also to have hana because it's, it's, it, it's, it is hektish, but there's no din of me'ila on kachim kal. And we're going like Rabbi Yudah who says that hektish things, if you do b'shogig, if you benefit from b'shogig, remember, me'ila is only b'shogig. B'mezid, you're not high of a carbon ashram, you don't add a fifth. The technical din of me'ila is only when it's b'shogig. If it's, if it's b'mezid, yes, you're doing the wrong thing, you're not supposed to benefit, but there's no chalais din me'ila. So Rabbi, Rabbi Yudah says, this, when, you do, when you benefit b'mezid, the same way there's no ashram, there's no added fifth, it also isn't yatzalachulun. The idea that it's yatzalachulun, when you use it, is only when you're over through the gedarim of me'ila. When it's done b'shogi, not b'mezid. So b'mezid, my time alone. Since it's not going through the process of me'ila, it's just that you're doing the wrong thing, but it's not me'ila. So it's not yatzalachulun. So we can extend the same thing to shlamim. Shlamim and amikim the labar me'ilanu. Since the halacha is kachim kalim, don't have me'ila. So the wood which was designated to buy kachim kalim, yes, it's also to benefit from, but it doesn't have the chalais din me'ila where you're going to be chayiv and asham and adding a fifth. So so too lo nafka lechulin. It's not going to be yatzalachulin. So the gemara is telling us a very very important. 
The din that an object is yatsalachulin when you use it, the halacha is only not because you did the wrong thing and you use it, so now it deconsecrates it. It's the parsha of me'ila is what takes it out. So there's Gadar, how do you have Me'ilah? One of the laws is that Kachim Kalim doesn't have Me'ilah. So if you're Nene from Kachim Kalim, it won't be Yatzalachulin. So that's the case here that the wood was from Kachim Kalim, so it wasn't Yatzalachulin. So the Gemara. We couldn't just say he was Mazed? Great question. Why did the Gemara have to make it so complicated? Why didn't the Gemara just say it was the, base, it was the treasury and say he did Mazed? Because, anyways, we need to come on to Rabbi Yudah. Give Val. That's Taisis' is Kasha. The Atzei Shlom, Dibra Maskev Atzei Shlom. Says the Gemara, if we challenge this, he said, Says the Gemara, is this whole thing really true? That when you, when, when you burn wood, as soon as you do me'ila with it, it's yatzalachulin. But it says in a b'raisa, meaning what we're asking, we're asking a question on the question. The premise of the question was that it should be yatzalachulin as soon as you burn it, so why are we saying the bread is awesome? So the Gemara says that's not really true. It's not true that when you light the wood, it automatically is yatzalachulin. Vatanya says in a b'raisa, kolon israf and afran mutter. All isuriyahana that are meant to be burned, once I burn them, their ashes are mutter. Again, that's the idea because the, the, the isuriyahana status is removed once it's burned down. With two exceptions, the wood of an Asherah tree and the, 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 the ashes of an Asherah tree, because the Torah says, So Avodazar is an exception, it's, even its ashes are Asher. And Ephra Hektish. What's Ephra Hektish? When, you, when, when Hektish thing is burned down, if I have Hektish wood and it's burned down, even the ashes are Asher. So wait a second. I thought we're saying that when somebody does me'ilah, it's yatzalachulin. So if somebody does me'ilah, it's yatzalachulin. So why, why, why the ash is going to be aser? Why should it be? Now the Gemara's question isn't such a good question because there are many cases how something can burn without having me'ilah. You could, as we just mentioned, you could have a case where it was done b'mezid. And the Gemara gives even a simpler answer. It's talking about a case that it just burned on, a fire broke out by itself. Nobody went ahead and did me'ilah, and so it just was started to burn. And nobody, nobody did me'ilah, so therefore it's not going to be asr. So maybe in a chanami, if somebody did me'ilah to it, then it would, then, then it would be yatzalachulin. And that was the premise of how we got into this whole discussion. That brisa that says that the ashes from hektish wood that burned are still asr is talking about when no one did me'ilah, just the fire consumed it by itself. Then we're saying that even the ashes are asr. So in a chanami, so where are we coming out? We're coming out that after all is said and done, everything's good, but let's just break it apart. We have the, the, the fuel of hektish that is making bread. So we're saying even the Rabbanon who hold Ein Shvach Eitz and Bapas will agree that the bread, the bread that is baked in that in the fuel of hektish will be awesome. And the reason for the distinction is because hektish is not bottled even one in a thousand, so it has the added severity. So therefore, we don't, even the Rabbanon agree that the bread is awesome. Ah, why don't you say that there's me'ila that takes place when you burn it, so then automatically it's it's not Avodazar, and it's not Yisar Bahana. The answer is that uh, there wasn't me'ila. It was wood of, of, of Kachim Kalim, or wood, it was wood that was, somebody did it amazing. So therefore, no me'ila occurred. There was no chalais in me'ila, and it remains Aser. Says the Gemara, another answer, Rav Shmaya Amar, you want to know that price that said that the Afer of Hektish is forever also for Unishatun and Geniza. It's not talking about all ashes. It's only talking about the specific ashes from the Trimas Hadesh and the ones that have to be buried. The town, the town we learned that yesterday, Vesamo Benachas, Vesamo Kula, Vesamo Shalayafazer, and one of the things of Vesamo is Vesamo Itzalam Hazbech. The Gemara doesn't speak out the key drasha, but the fact is that that one is also forever. That's Xeris HaKosav. But in a Hanami, regular ashes that someone was stam, regular wood that stam, someone was moel and to burn, in a Hanami, it would be Yatzalachu. And we wouldn't have any issue whatsoever. Fine. That concludes the whole long sugya. Now the Gemara gets back to one last point in the Mishnah. We had a machlokas, how you destroy chametz. Rabbi Yudah said, Beer chametz is bisreifa. The Rabbanan say, Beer chametz is 
any way. You can crumble it up and scatter it in the wind as well. So the Gemara says, where did Rabbi Yudah get this from? You have to burn the chametz. It is a logical assumption. No sir, leftover meat from a carbon. You don't have, there's no iser to own it. Nonetheless, what does the Torah say with no sir? You have to burn it. Chametz, it's black and white in the Pasuk, burn it. So chametz, which is more chamer, the Torah says you can't even own it. Certainly, the Kava Chomer says, if the Torah says you can't own it, certainly it should be mechaev, that what do you have to do with it? Burn it. The same way you have to burn Nozer, Kava Chomer, you should burn chametz. You're making a chomer that you have to burn it. What you're creating is a leniency in the end. Why? And that's not a Kabbalah Homer because let's say you don't have wood. So what are you going to do? According to Rabbi Yehuda, what are you going to do? You're stuck. You can't do the mitzvah. You're an onus. And you're stuck with your chametz. So it makes much more sense to say it's not the pshai you can only fulfill tashbisu through burning. It makes more sense to say you can fulfill tashbisu with any form of destruction. What the Rabbanan are pointing out to Rabbi Yehuda is you're making a kal and a chamer. But your chamer, that chametz is mechai of sreifa, turns out as a kula. That I only have to do it if I have wood. If I don't have wood and I can't make a fire, I don't have to do anything. So your, your, your premises of kal and chamer are going, are, are, are going off track. Because you're trying to say a chamer, so chametz mechai of sreifa, but it also turns out a leniency. Because if I don't have wood, I don't have to do anything. So just the opposite. We should say tashbisu is actually saying hashpasos b'chol davar, and you have to get rid of a chametz even if you don't have wood. Very interesting twist that the rabbanon are making. Is it a leniency or, or is it a stringency to say burn it, to get rid of it in any way as opposed to burning it? On the one hand, it's a leniency. I don't have to burn it. But on the other hand, it's also a stringency that if I don't have wood, I still have to get rid of it. So it says the Gemara, Rabbi Yudah accepted that you shouldn't make a kava chomer. So instead of making a kal and a chomer, he just made a comparison. So he just donned it with a different sense of logic. No, sir, the same way you have to burn sreifa when it's also to eat. So too, chametz should be also with sreifa. And here, there's no question on that because this isn't a kal and a chamer. This is just a simple sense of comparison. So I'm below. What did the rabbanon say back? That's not. A, that's not. A, I'll show you many cases of things that are also to eat that you don't have to burn. Nevela tochiach the iser nevela proves that that's wrong. Shasir bachilas also to eat. No tan sreifa doesn't have to be burned. So maybe chametz bapesach is like nevela. Who said it's like nosa? Amalan Rabbi Yudah said back hefresh. There's a distinction. Nosa also bachila ubehana. Nosa is also to eat and it's also also to benefit. Remember, it's hektish meat. Chametz also bachila. Chametz is also Asr Bachila and benefit. So we should say it like that. Anything that's Asr to eat and to benefit from, you can't bring in a veil. A veil is Motor Bahana. So Amrullah, the Rabbanan say, okay, but I still have an example for you. The meat of the Shar that was sentenced to death. It's also an Achila and Ana. And nonetheless, in Yutan Shreifa, there's no din of Shreifa. You could bury the meat, you could just get rid of it in any way. So Amrullahan, Hafrish, there's still a distinction. No, sir, is also Achila Ubahana Vitanos Karis. And if you eat, no, sir, there's a penalty of Karis. Chametz also has all those severities. Also Achila Ubahana Vitanos Karis. Mashenkin, if I eat the meat of Shar and his goat's only alive, there's no Karis. So maybe it's only a property of Machalos Asur. And Hana that have an Isser Kares. So Manos are Bisreva, Chametz Bisreva. So Amrulo, the Rabbanan say back, Chelbul Shoshar Hanisko Yochiach, the forbidden fat, which remember, forbidden fats are Kares, that is in a Shar Hanisko should prove. Why? It's Asr Bachila, for two reasons. It's fat and it's Shar Hanisko. Uba Hana, because of the Shar Hanisko point. Ve Anish Kares, because it's Chelev. It has all the properties for different reasons. 
But Chil of Avishar and Iskol has all those properties. There's still no dinner, it's Tan Shreifah. So we see even with all those properties, not Tan Shreifah. So maybe Chamesh Pesach is like that. Talk of Chavches, calls the rebuke of Adonah Din Acher. No, sir, yes, no, no, no. No, sir, the Torah said a lot. Don't leave it over till the morning. The Chamesh Pesach is zero. Chamesh also has an Isser not to leave over. You're not supposed to leave it around by your So we're comparing we're comparing the nature of not leaving over the notes or meat to the nature of the isra by your And now we don't have any 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 question from Khil of Shosharaniska because we don't find anywhere that the Torah said you can't have you can't leave over the Khil of Sharaniska. Sharmulo, the Ravan say back to Rabbi Yudah, Asham Tali. When you're not sure if you did an Avir and you bring an Asham Tali, or a Chatas Ha'of, there's certain sins that you bring when you're not sure if you need to bring a bird offering, you bring a Chatas Ha'of, a Bala Safik. According to you yourself, Rabbi Yudah, it will prove. Shehein Bavato Siru. You said in Mesechas Tamur, there's a Machlokas, what do you do with the meat of an Asham Tali, which wasn't eaten, or the meat of a Chatas Ha'of, a Safik, which isn't eaten? What do you do with it? Do you bury it or do you burn it? This has nothing to do with us, but there's a dispute in Mesechas Tamura, and just trust the Gemara, Rabbi Yudah holds you burn it. So, I'm sorry. The Rabbanans say you burn it, and Rabbi Yudah holds you, you bury it. We said burn it, but you said bury it. Now, think about that, those properties. The leftover meat from the carbon Asham Talit. That is also Bachila, it's also Bahana, and it's on his cards. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I said the wrong things. All those, the meat of an Asham Tali is forbidden to leave over. And, and, and yet, there's no, you yourself in Masechus Tamura said that, that you don't have to burn it, that you could bury it. So you yourself, Rabbi Yehuda, are tripping yourself up. That's the, the, what's so amazing about the Gemara. You yourself said that meat of an Asham Tali, which was left over in Masechus Tamura, you could bury it. You don't have to burn. So you yourself now are messing yourself up because there's an example of something that you can't leave over that still doesn't have to be burned. So maybe Chametz Pesach is like that. Who told you to compare it to Nosar? Maybe compare it to the meat of an Asham Tali, which wasn't consumed, which you have to. It's not allowed to be left over. And you yourself, Rabbi Yudah, said you don't have to burn. Shasak Rabbi Yudah. That This was the ultimate... The ultimate, and he was silent, he didn't have a response. And the Gemara concludes, This is the expression that people say. Very interesting expression. There's a guy who makes a plate. And then he puts this, this I don't know, like a sharp food, like some sort of like uh, mustard thing, and it burned him up. Like the maker of the plate itself can get hurt by the very plate that he made. Amar Abayi Amar Sana Besana Yasev, a guy who makes Midliyadi Mishesalim. So this is a guy who makes like handcuffs. So the guy makes handcuffs and he ends up getting his own hands in the handcuffs. Rav Amar Gira Begiri Makto Madli Yadi Mishdalim, the same thing with arrows. The guy who makes the arrows ends up getting hurt with his own arrows. So Rabbi Yehuda said the halacha that Asham Tali is Bikvura and that ends up slugging up his, his comparison to Nosar that Hamid should be burned because there's a comparison of something that's Mavato Siru and still does not have to be burned. So, according to the 